Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. We have been asking the question, why am I alive? What is my purpose in life? And at our church, we are in a 40-day campaign called 40 Days of Purpose. We are studying Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, and our Sunday messages are focused on sharing the five purposes that God has created us for. And we are sharing some of this material on the radio program here as we go. You know, as I was looking at this topic, I came across a true story that was reported in the Chicago Tribune. And it was about a man by the name of Bill Mallory who wanted to know what the purpose of life was. And he had traveled to India in search of this. And I don't know why people think you have to go to India. I guess they have in their mind that there's a mountain. And if you climb this mountain, there's some guru on the top of this that's going to explain it to you. But tell you, when I was in India, I didn't see any mountain with a guru on top, but maybe they're there. I don't know. But anyhow, this fellow, Bill Mallory, couldn't find it either in India. So he returned to the U.S., and he was still puzzled what the purpose of life was. And one day, he pulled into a Chevron gas station. And as the fellow was pumping his gas, he noticed a sign that was there. It was their slogan. It said, as you travel, ask us. So he said to the fellow, um, I'm a traveler, and you answer questions? And the fellow said, yes. And he said, what is the purpose of life? And the fellow looked puzzled for a moment, and he said, sorry, I'm new here. (laughs) The article went on to say that he pursued this as he would go from station to station every time he would pull in and fill up for gas, he would ask this question. And here are some of the answers that he got. Another fellow said, I don't remember anything in the manual about that. Another guy said, I'm not much for church, sir. One fellow gave him sort of a leering look and a wink, and he wasn't exactly certain what that meant, but he he moved on quickly. But most of the attendants just sort of gave him a blank stare and shrugged their shoulders, but but he kept asking as he went from station to station. One day he received a call from Chevron Customer Relations, and the fellow on the phone said, I understand that you have been visiting some of our stations and asking questions and you're not getting satisfactory answers. And he suggested that the man write his question out and send it to Chevron Corporate Headquarters with a self-addressed stamped envelope. So, Bill did. He wrote, What is the purpose of life? and sent it away to the Chevron Gas Company. Well, two weeks later, his return envelope returned and, and he excitedly opened it. And when he did, he found just one thing inside. It was an application for a credit card. (laughs) That's a true story, apparently. (laughs) And I suppose that that might even work for some people when they figure what my purpose in life is. And if I had a credit card, I think I could fulfill that. But as we look at this question, what is the purpose of my life? I tell you, you're not going to find the answer in a gas station. You're not going to find it on a talk show. You're not going to find it in a self-help book. Listen, as we said yesterday, you have to talk to the Creator or 
you need to look in the owner's manual. Now, fortunately for us, we can talk to the Creator. A lot of people don't realize it, but God is there. And as someone said, He's just a prayer away. And we can talk to God, and He can talk back to us. Sometimes we have to have our ears attuned so that we can hear Him. But God does speak back to us. Or we can look in the owner's manual. And God did make an owner's manual for us as human beings. It's called the Bible. And in its pages, we find what the purpose of our life is. In fact, there's five purposes, and we're going to look at the first one today. Well, let's look first at Revelation 4 and verse 11. And here's what it says. You, God, created everything, and it is for your pleasure that they exist and were created. This scripture says that God created everything and he created it for his pleasure. That's why they exist. If you want to know why God made you, he made you to enjoy you. The only reason that you're alive is that God wanted you alive and he gets enjoyment out of watching us. You know, I think we can identify with this, especially those of us who are parents. We enjoy watching our children. I enjoyed watching my children grow up and go through the different stages of life. And you know, now as a grandparent, I enjoy watching my grandchildren. And I get great pleasure to see them enjoying life. And when they discover something new, how excited they get. And I even enjoy when they get upset, when they are showing their displeasure. Now, I think I do that more as a grandparent than I did when I was a parent because, you see, I don't have to deal with it. I can just watch my own daughter and my son-in-law deal with this. But I enjoy watching them, every aspect of it. Now, listen, where do we get that sense from? We get it from God. He is our Heavenly Father, and He has created us, and He enjoys watching us. I mean, He was in the delivery room when you were born, And he was smiling from ear to ear because he created you to enjoy you. He created you for his pleasure. Now, this is what we've been talking about in earlier days when we said God made us because he loves us. But here's the flip side of that. God wants us to love him back. One man came to Jesus one time and he said, what's the most important command in the entire Bible? And Jesus didn't say, oh, you can't ask that kind of question because we can't boil it down that simple. No, Jesus gave him an answer. It's as if he said, all right, I'll summarize everything up for you. I'll give it to you in one sentence. And he did in Matthew 22 and verse 37. He said, love the Lord your God. This is the first and greatest commandment. Loving God is the first and the greatest commandment. That sums up what the entire teaching of the Bible is. You see, God loves us. He made us for his pleasure. And he wants us to love him back. He wants us to know him. And he wants us to love him. This is the first and the greatest commandment. You know, as I was preparing this, I thought to myself, is that really the first and greatest commandment that's in my mind? Is that the uppermost thing that I think about when I want to please God? And honestly, I have to say, not all the time. But it needs to be. It's that simple. God just wants us to know Him and to love Him. 
God made us so he would know us and love us, and he wants us to know him and love him back. Now, there's a word for this, and that word summarizes the first purpose that God created us for, and that is to worship God. To worship God is the number one purpose in our life. Now, I don't know what image comes to your mind when I say the word worship, because we need to talk about this, because worship is so misunderstood. A lot of people think that worship is singing, and it's what we do for the first part of the service when we gather on Sunday. In fact, we call the person that's leading that aspect of the service a worship leader. But I want you to know that in light of what we said, worship is far more than singing. It's far more than music. Now, don't misunderstand me. We can use music and we can use singing as a means to express our worship and it is a God-given way. And it's probably one of the greatest corporate ways that we can use to worship God. And, And that's why most churches use it on a Sunday morning. But that is not the totality of worship. Worship is much more than just music and singing. Now, how would we define worship then? Let's go on and look again in the owner's manual. In Romans 12, in verse 1, it says this, Because of God's great mercy to us, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to His service and pleasing to Him. This is the true worship that you should offer. Now, this verse defines the true worship that we should offer. And he says it's offering ourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. Our worship is knowing God and loving him and expressing that back to him by giving him our entire being. Now notice two words in this verse which will help us get a better understanding of this aspect. The first word in the verse is because. And the last word in the verse is offer. Now these two words, because and offer, have great significance because it shows us two aspects of this worship. First, we worship because. We worship as a response to God. We're doing something because He has done something to us. And all worship has to be premised on understanding who God is, what He's done for us, appreciating that, and then in response to that, because of that, we worship. And the second word is offer. That means we need to present something. There is something that is done. There is an expression that comes back. Now, if we're going to truly worship God, there has to be a demonstrative giving back to God, a presenting, an offering of something to him. This is so simple, and yet it's very profound. Our worship is based on these two things. First, we love him because he first loved us. And worship comes as a response of God reaching out to us. God is the initiator. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so because of that, we respond to God. And we respond not just in a passive way, not just sort of a nodding of our head way, but we actually offer ourselves back to God. There is a genuine, tangible offering back of something to Him. 
So our worship must involve these two aspects. We must first know God, and as a result of that, there's a response that comes out of our heart. But the second part of worship is a real offering and presentation to God of something that's of value, ourself to Him. That is what worship is, and that is the first purpose of our life. Well, we've just begun this. We'll continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.